Hey guys, I'm working to develop an idea. I, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but this is what I'm planning for Sunday. So uh, just real quick, the overview of this series, it's called Rooted. It's about going big, uh, growing tall, being strong. Um, it's based on uh, a story that I heard. That the, the title is based on a story that I heard of uh, giant sequoias or redwoods out in California about how when they, they grow up, they're the tallest trees in the world, but their root system is very, very shallow. And you think, well, how do they stand? Well, it's not because um, the, the root system is deep. It's because the root system is wide and it's intertangled and intermingled with the other trees. And so literally, if you start cutting down um, redwoods, what will happen is that the rest of them will fall because they only stand on the strength of one another. They don't stand on their own. And I believe the same is true about us. We can go big. We can grow tall. We can be strong. We can be leaders. We can be rich. We can gain money. We can build wealth. We can do all of these things in our society and none of it is wrong. All of it is good. But, uh, if we don't have community, if we're not rooted in community, we're not gonna be able to stay there on our own. And, um, probably going to start with telling a, a story of a, my first tattoo and kind of how all that went down. But the idea, I have a turtle on a fence post. The, the whole premise behind that is that if you see a turtle on a fence post, if you're driving down the road, you can immediately assume two things. One is that it didn't get there on its own. And two, it can't stay there on its own or survive there on its own. And, um, the principle behind that for me is underneath it is the, is my first day in ministry. Uh, it's the day I stepped into ministry and it's, uh, it's a reminder to me that I didn't get here on my own. God put me here and I can't survive here on my own. God's placed people around me. And so, um, that's really the idea of what it means to be rooted in community that, that God's placed us here. We're going to recognize that whatever wealth, whatever, um, acclaim, whatever things we've gained are because God's blessed us with something and because we've worked towards it and that's all good. But if we're going to stay there, if we're going to be able to survive there, if we're going to be able to thrive there, it's going to be because we're rooted in really, really healthy community. Because when things are dying around us that are intermingled with us, it will ultimately kill us too. And so uh, I need to go back and listen to that because that statement is going to have to be a, a key statement in this thing that if we're um, surrounded and tied together with things that are dead or dying, they will kill us too. Uh in any case, uh, here's, here's the, the setup. So I've got three weeks of a series. Um, the three things I want to say that community provides for us are strength, wisdom, and the last one I'm still working on. I've had accountability in there. I've had friendship in there. I've written down some different things. I'm, I'm even blanking on what the third uh, term that I had there as a possibility was. Um, but in any case, here's kind of what I want to lean into. That friends give us the strength to get up. Uh, the strength to keep going, the strength to keep fighting, the strength to move forward. Like there's strength in numbers. I want to hit on some of that this week, but I want to give two examples from the Bible. One is Jonah and the other one is uh, Paul after he's stoned where, when he gets stoned and the, the response of the friends, right? So um, Jim Bergen, I super honored Carl and the mosaic team invited me to be part of something. I was the only non-staff um, of mosaic and non flat irons person in the room. I got a front seat sitting next to Jim Bergen, um, to watch him be interviewed by Carl and just answer questions about church and about leadership and all kinds of things. But he told a story that's really stuck with me. Uh, and I know it was only like an hour ago, but he told the story that's really stuck with me. And I think I want to use this Sunday as kind of an analogy. So, um, Satan and God have a conversation. Job was fine 
before that conversation Um, because God had his hand tightly wrapped around Satan or tightly wrapped around Job. And so if you think about, like if you put your finger straight up in the air and you wrap your other hand around it tightly, there's no space for penetration. There's no space for things to go wrong because God has you protected. He said, but when God has his conversation with Satan and says, have you thought about my servant Job and Job go, or, and Satan says, you protect him too much. God like loosens his grip a little bit. Not that Job could come out, but God just loosens his grip a little bit. And so if you loosen your grip around your finger, what you're going to see is gaps between your fingers. And that's where Satan began to poke. And that's what becomes, I believe, like the thorns in the side of Job. That's the places where Satan is able to penetrate. He can't kill him, can't take him completely out, but he begins to just penetrate the sides uh, figuratively of Job. And, um, and I believe that happens with all of us. We go, well, why hasn't God just kept his hand as tightly as he possibly could? Well, because we have freedom. And with freedom comes the risk of um, a thorn in the side. And so in, in any case, what, what I want to lean into is Job's friends come and do very, very little to pick him up off the mat. They sit beside him. They have conversations. They try and figure out reasons. They try and fill in all the gaps of what they don't understand with ways that Job could have screwed up. And it, uh, it becomes this negative thing. It becomes a demeaning thing. Like Job is kind of having to argue with them. Uh, Job's wife says, why don't you just uh, like abandon God? Like people are just walking in the wrong way. And if Job had listened to those people, Job would have died uh, in that moment, I think. But uh, in contrast to the friends of Job are the friends of Paul. That when Paul is stoned... Uh, and I don't remember what city he's in. I'm going to have to do some more research on this. But when Paul is stoned, uh, it says that they came and they cared for him. The people left because they thought Paul was dead. So he's bloody and battered and torn up. And his friends come and care for his body. I think coming to pick up what they thought was a dead body, they realize that he's alive. And they come and they take him back and they care for him. They restore him to health. And then Paul says, I'm going back to continue my mission. And so um, ultimately, our friends give us the strength to fight our fight or our str- the strength to fight the good fight or the strength to be on mission for God. And so um, I really want to, uh, that's really kind of where I'm leaning and what I'm thinking about teaching. Um, I've been trying to figure out how to teach strength and how we get strength in numbers. Um, I'm going to close somewhere in that message will be the Sequoia story. So I need to include that. Uh, and you can let me know if you think that should be intro or closing or whatever. But the other thing that I want to tell and the other story that I plan on putting at the end is this, that the gray wolf, I don't know if you've heard this, um, but the gray wolf, uh, uh, centuries ago was completely killed in Yellowstone National Park. So you got uh, millions of acres in Yellowstone and they, they take the gray wolf out of it because it was viewed as dangerous. Um, and it was dangerous, but it was viewed as dangerous. And so they, they killed all of the gray wolves off and, um, years and centuries, like a century later, essentially what they did is they reinstated the gray wolf. They reintroduced the gray wolf to Yellowstone because they had some problem with the elk population having no natural predator and some problems that it was causing. And, um, and what, what they did was they reintroduced the gray wolf to control the elk population. And, uh, what they noticed was that not only did it take care of the elk and the elk population began to decrease because they were now preying on them, but the elk began to walk in different patterns. Um, 
and they began to eat different uh, things. Not that they were changing their diet, but they would eat in more protected places. So trees were able to grow, which brought in like the um, some smaller animals like otters and things like that that could now live and could now flourish and could now function in like these um, uh, newly growing trees and the, the newly growing um basically habitat that had been created because the elk weren't eating it at the bit at the ground level they were eating it at a higher level and then you have um all kinds of things that just begin to flourish like new birds are there because now the eagle can prey on the 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 smaller animals the rabbits and things like that um and the eagles didn't care about it and so you you see that when the wolf is reintroduced although it is dangerous it's ultimately needed because it provides space for every other bit of life to be able to flourish. And so uh, the end of that story is this. It's that um, because the elk began to take different paths and because things began to be rerouted, what happened was that the rivers of Yellowstone were um, the erosion that was happening into the rivers was halted and the rivers were able to flourish in the way that they actually were meant to run. And here's the thing. If you would have asked scientists... When they reintroduced the wolf to Yellowstone, if you would have asked them, uh, how many wolves is it going to take to reroute the rivers in Yellowstone? They would have said, that's a stupid question. That's not even a goal and it's impossible. But the answer is 14. It took 14 wolves, 14 gray wolves to change everything in an entire national park. And what I want to lean into is for us as men and as women, how many people does it take in our lives to be able to reroute the course of history? Because I don't think it's necessarily more than 14. If we could find men and women committed and connected to one another to grow big, to stand tall, to be firm and to be strong, that we can see the world change around us. But it starts with a healthy community because without it, all you're going to do is grow and not be able to stand. And so uh, that's like all of my thoughts for this Sunday, obviously, I got to do some more research. I got to get into passages more, but uh, but we're gonna look at beginning of Job. I'll probably tell a lot of Job's story, um, and then I'll look specifically at Paul's uh, account. Make sure that I'm not mixing up anything there, and uh, and we'll tell that story too, and we'll compare and contrast those with the basis of. Um, God opens his hand a little bit. It allows us freedom, but it also allows vulnerability. And then um, the the end of that is, uh, is there's strength in numbers um, and what we see with the gray wolf. So hopefully that's clear. Hopefully that makes sense. I know I just spent 11 minutes doing it. The sermon's going to be longer and I'm going to have to explain some more things. So um, if you guys can do me a favor, let me know what makes sense, what doesn't what um, you think I should add, what you think shouldn't be in there, what just seems like it could be better used a different week in this series. Um, I'm going to check one thing real quick. I'm trying to pull up my notes and um, yeah, all I have written down is strength, wisdom, and then the, the third week will be accountability or friendship, but I'm not sure if you have an idea for that third week. Um, let me know what do we gain when we gain community uh, or what do we gain when we gain the right community? Um, let me know and I will see you guys soon. Thanks so much. Hey guys. So this is right here is just a intro for the series that's going to be on the podcast. 
Um, Devin, you can use this and run with it. Uh, other people, if you take a listen to this and you think something's off in here, just let me know. But it's supposed to be like a 10 to 15 second intro that some other people are going to actually record and kind of take my uh, script from. But uh, my, my thought is this. Um, uh, thank you for joining us for our, our uh, thank you for listening to element. Thank you for checking out the element podcast. However, we say that um, you're joining us for our rooted series where we're going to take a look at the success we may have achieved in life or how to get it. And we're going to look at what is actually going to help us have sustainable success over time. One of the things that we must be rooted in so that we can go big, grow tall and be strong. Thanks so much for checking it out. Have a great week.